dose of debate, breaking news, and uncensored views. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. A great day with a turning point, possibly, in the campaign. And a great, great gift to Donald Trump, maybe to Ron DeSantis, maybe even to Chris Christie, with their most formidable competitor, Nikki Haley, who had been gaining momentum, gaining support across the country. And I've acknowledged on the air before that... uh, Prior to this most recent self-destructive explosion regarding Nikki Haley, uh, she's the Republican I would have voted for and uh, because I thought she had the best uh, chance of actually being elected president. I'm not sure that's operative anymore. Okay, for people who have been <laughs> isolated from one of the big political stories of the year 2023, right at the very end of the year 2023, uh, here is the story. Uh, Governor Haley went to Berlin, New Hampshire, which is a a galaxy away from her roots in South Carolina. And uh, when she was speaking in Berlin, New Hampshire, a um, member of the audience... And this is a town hall format, and she was doing very well. If you actually watch the video, she was doing fine. And then all of a sudden, a uh, member of the crowd asks her, what do you think caused the Civil War? And her initial reaction was, oh, yeah, why don't you give me an easy question, as if that were a hard question. This is not a hard question. It is not a trick question. Uh, the right answer to what was the cause of the Civil War. And the cause of the Civil War was a different attitude toward slavery. It was the issue of slavery. And basically, there were people in the United States, including a bunch of people in South Carolina, who loved the institution of slavery and valued the institution of slavery more than they valued the Union of the states known as the United States in any event here is the the uh, off the top answer to a very easy question it's not difficult Nick Haley Berlin New Hampshire and at this uh, town meeting this is the way it sounded clip one what was the cause of the United Civil War Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? I'm sorry? I'm not the I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government and what the rights of the people are. And we, I will always stand by the fact that I think government was intended to secure the rights and freedoms of the people. It was never meant to be all things to all people. Government doesn't need to tell you how to live your life. They don't need to tell you what you can and can't do. They don't need to be a part of your life. They need to make sure that you have freedom. We need to have capitalism. We need to have economic freedom. We need to make sure that we do all things so that individuals have the liberties so that they can have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do or be anything they want to be without government getting in the way.
What do you want me to say about slavery? Next question. Okay, boy, and how how could she do that? What do you want me to say about slavery? How about condemning it unequivocally? What do you want me to say about slavery? In other words, shouldn't we have a national consensus, Governor Haley, on on uh, how we feel about slavery at this point? Or are there still some people who would want you to say about slavery, well, it had its good points and its bad points? Uh, by the way, I don't even want to come close. I was saying that in, in jest. There are no good points to slavery. Uh, it... it it didn't even provide a good or solid basis for the economy of the South. It, it is a monstrous institution in every regard. And basically, there there's a survey that has just been, again, hit me like a slap on the forehead. It's a new survey showing that about 20% of young Americans, people below the age of 30, believe the Holocaust was a myth. Okay, the fact that there are still people who believe that their Holocaust was a myth, that there are people out there who think that slavery had a good side or a positive side. And remember when they were arguing about what was going to be in the Florida textbooks, nobody actually said in those Florida textbooks or the Florida uh, curriculum that was supposed to be there for black history uh, that slavery had its good sides. What they were saying was the argument that uh, people learned skills during uh, during slavery that they later used. But that doesn't take away the monstrous idea of uh, the destruction of human beings, the destruction of all claims to human decency through the institution of slavery. Now, today... Uh, Nikki Haley was actually on a, um, uh, a radio show called The Pulse of New Hampshire. And she conceded uh, several hours late that, yep, Civil War was about slavery. Here's the way she said it, clip 4A. Any regrets for not saying that the South not wanting to abolish slavery was an underlying cause? Well, two things on this, Jack. I mean, of course the Civil War was about slavery we know that that's that's the easy part of it what i was saying was what does it mean to us today what it means to us today is about freedom that's what that was all about it was about individual freedom it was about economic freedom it was about individual rights our goal is to make sure no we never go back to the stain of slavery but what's the lesson in all of that that we need to make sure that every person has freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do and be anything they want to be without anyone or government getting in the way. That was the goal of what that was at. Yes, I know it was about slavery. I'm from the South. Of course you know it's about slavery. Okay, then she should have said that. And and here is the way she kind of sort of explained, I guess, what was on her mind when she fumbled this so very badly. This is clip 4B. But let's go to the second point of this. The second point of this is, why did this happen? Jack, the media has yet to connect the dots. First of all, 
I am the only candidate that Biden and the Democrats are running billboard ads against in Iowa. If you watch my town halls, this happened in my entire last wing. It'll happen this wing. Biden and the Democrats keep sending Democrat plants to do things like this, to get the media to react. We know when they're there. We know what they're doing. Why is Biden doing that? Why isn't he doing it to any other candidate? It's because he knows I defeated by double digits. It's also because they know they want to run against Trump. They're trying to help Trump. They've tried to help Trump this whole time. Okay, I, do I think that's arguable? I think that is. I think that, okay, it's, it's entirely possible that this was a Democratic plant. But so what? Governor Haley, Governor Haley, this is such a, a basic issue. And now people are bringing up uh, stuff that she said when she was running for governor of South Carolina for the first time uh, back in 2010. Uh, she is a gifted leader. She is a capable politician. I still think she's a formidable candidate. But uh, I want to cover on this show today some of the, the, the real basics that people need to understand about our history and why it's not an oversimplification to say that the Civil War was at its core, at its very essence, a, a battle for the existence or continued existence of slavery, or should we have the continued existence of the United States? More coming up. of history shows at medvidhistorystore.com. This is the Michael Medved Show. And on the Michael Medved Show, if only uh, Nikki Haley during some of her travel had been listening to uh, some of our Medved History programs. There's one that's called What's So Great About Lincoln? And uh, Lincoln uh, crystallized the whole issue before the country and before the world with the Civil War, he said, if slavery is not wrong, nothing is wrong. I mean, and think about how profound and how Lincoln-esque and how beautiful and clear it is. And here she's asked, uh, what caused the Civil War? And her entire campaign is foundering because of it. What she, do you want me to say about slavery? Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> And and again, she was trying to be responsive, but given the fact that she said after the fact that she knew that this person was a plant, she believed, for, uh, for the Biden campaign and for the Democrats. And yes, I do believe that they are particularly afraid of having a uh, more viable unifying candidate uh, with access to a lot of independent voters who are going to help decide this election that uh, they would prefer not to have Nikki Haley as the nominee because, again, there's a Wall Street Journal poll, and it's the only major poll that's been taken in this entire electoral cycle where it's a landslide, where Nikki Haley beats Joe Biden, if it's just the two of them, he beats her by 17 points. 17 points! That's a Reagan kind of victory. 
In fact, very close to what Ronald Reagan got when he ran for re-election in 1984 and way above what he did when he ran the first time in 1980 against Jimmy Carter. Anyway, to to get back to this for a moment, Haley today tried to clarify further uh, in North Conway, New Hampshire, where she's speaking. She She has to do well in the New Hampshire primary and either come close to Trump and to beating him or actually winning the primary. And a lot of people believe she had a chance to win the primary. I don't know if that's still operative. I hope that it is. In any event, she was asked to clarify today in North Conway, New Hampshire, and here's what she said about the Civil War uh, on this day of uh, 2023. Of course the Civil War was about slavery. We know that. That's unquestioned always the case we know the civil war was about slavery but it was also more than that it was about the freedoms of every individual it was about the role of government for 80 years america had the decision and the moral question of whether slavery was a good thing and whether government economically culturally any other reasons had a role to play in that by the grace of god we did the right thing and slavery is no more but the lessons of what that bigger issue with the civil war is that let's not forget what came out of that which is government's role individual liberties freedom for every single person freedom of speech freedom of religion freedom to do and be anything you want to be without anyone or government getting in your way okay that's again it's it's ahistorical let me share something with you and uh for people who uh, i was mentioning our history programs before we have we have one history show that i'm particularly um fond of and proud of uh which is called what was so great about abraham lincoln and there were lots and lots and lots of things, including some material that touches on what Nikki Haley is sort of um, mumbling about there. But uh, th- there's also needs to be some clarity so that you, you don't have what you used to hear much more in the United States as people would say, well... Yes, yeah, slavery was one issue, but then there was the tariff, and they had a tariff of abominations. The tariffs were too high. It hurt the southern planters. There was a basic question of states' rights. Uh, are the states going to be sovereign, as they're supposed to be, or all controlled by the federal government? One of the fascinating things is that one of the changes that most people are completely unaware of, but it it really teaches you this important lesson from our history, is that before the Civil War, the uh, uh, United States, when people talked about the United States, they they used plural nouns. They were talking about the United States plural. Like, people would not say the United States is uh, building up its armaments. It would be the United States are building up their armaments after the civil war it's one nation and that was part of what we decided but what's incredible here is we have posted our website right now and i would urge people to go to it if uh you have any doubt about what caused the civil war this will answer the question 
It's a transcript as much as one is available of the cornerstone speech. The vice president of the Confederacy, who, like Lincoln, was a member of the Whig Party, wasn't a Democrat. He was actually a colleague of Lincoln's in Congress. His name was Alexander Hamilton Stevens. And he became the vice president of the Confederacy. He had just been elected vice president of the Confederacy. He's speaking to a, uh, a gathering in Savannah, which is uh, the, the transcribing reporter says, at half past seven o'clock on Thursday evening, the largest audience ever assembled at the Athenaeum was in the House, waiting most impatiently for the appearance of the Honorable uh, Orator of the Evening A.H. Stevens, Vice President of the Confederate States of America. And what he said is that um, our new Constitution, the Constitution of the Confederacy, has put at rest forever all the agitating questions relating to our peculiar institution, African slavery, as it exists amongst us. The prevailing ideas entertained by Jefferson and most of the leading statesmen at the time of the formation of the old Constitution were that the enslavement of the African was in violation of the laws of nature, that it was wrong in principle, socially, morally, and politically. It was an evil they knew not well how to deal with, but the general opinion of the men of that day was that somehow or other, in the order of providence, the institution would be evanescent and pass away. But our new government is founded upon exactly the opposite idea. Its foundations are laid, its cornerstone rests upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man. Do you think that's kind of an example of racism about as clearly as it could be stated? Slavery, subordination to the superior race, Stevens said, is his natural and normal condition of the Negro. This, our new government, is the first in the history of the world based upon this great physical, philosophical, and moral truth. Okay, you can read it for yourself. It uh, makes no doubt that uh, the, what the Confederates were fighting for and the reason they were opposed to the Union of the States was because they deeply believed in, magic word, slavery. More about political reactions and impacts to Nikki Haley's most serious gaffe so far, certainly of her campaign and probably of her life. We'll get to it on the Medved Show. More of Michael Medved in a moment. This is the Michael Medved Show. And on the Michael Medved Show, yes, it is relevant to this campaign, this campaign of 2024, uh, which is, uh, we're right in the middle of it. We're in the thick of it, for goodness sake. We are, uh, what is it? We are now 18 days away from uh, the Iowa caucuses. That, that's all. It's, it's really incredible. So uh, regarding Nikki Haley, the conclusion of the cornerstone speech by Alexander H. Stevens, who was the vice president of the Confederacy, what uh, 
he was telling people was the cornerstone of the entire Confederate enterprise for which some 300,000 Southerners died, about 350,000 Union troops. We're talking about unbelievable sacrifices. They died for the cause of slavery. And uh, Alexander H. Stevens concluded his speech in a rousing manner, and he was a very frail, uh, small, uh, thin, and sickly guy, but he apparently was a spellbinding orator, and people there applauded and applauded and applauded, and uh, it was the largest crowd ever gathered at the Athenaeum in Savannah, Georgia. In any event, they... uh, the newly elected vice president of the Confederacy has said, I have been asked what of the future. It has been apprehended by some that we would have arrayed against us the entire civilized world. I care not who or how many they may be against us. When we stand upon the eternal principles of truth, if we are true to our slaves and the principles for which we contend, we are obliged to and must triumph. And no, it, it didn't work out. Uh, these are basic lessons of history. Uh, Ron DeSantis tried to give uh, Nikki Haley, his competitor, uh, a uh, little bit of help in uh, terms of a history lesson. This is clip three. You know, I noticed that um, uh, Nikki Haley has had some problems with, with some basic American history. Uh, you know, she's asked a very simple question and responded with just a really incomprehensible word salad about this and that. And, you know, well, what, what, she asked the voter, what do you want her to say about this or that? Um, and then now is taking different positions in this. And so I just think that this shows uh, this is not a candidate uh, that's ready for prime time. You know, she's gotten a pretty free ride from a lot of the corporate press. Uh, the minute that she faces any type of scrutiny, uh, she tends to cave. And I think that that's what you saw uh, yesterday. Okay, and uh, Nikki Haley has issued her own indignant response to what DeSantis said. Listen. Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect. I guess I forgot that you never, ever make a mistake. <laughs> Actually, from the movie Dumb and Dumber. Um, okay, uh, he was he was asked by uh, someone there how he would have answered the initial question, what caused the Civil War? This is uh, Ron DeSantis at bat. What would your answer be to the question that Haley got in terms of the cause, the primary cause of the Civil War? Of course, you have uh, the issue of slavery, you had the, the, the states that were concerned about Lincoln interfering and potentially eliminating it. Um, and they viewed it as a state's rights issue, not as a federal issue. And they were concerned. You have this Republican president and they come in and, and get rid of get rid of the institution of slavery. And so that was, you know, it's interesting because the Republican Party was founded uh, to put a stop to the growth of slavery in this country. And the abolition of slavery was to this day remains uh, the party's top achievement. And it was a partisan achievement because the people that were fighting Lincoln, the people that wanted to preserve, so they were Democrats. And so the Republican Party did that. And that's something that, that you should acknowledge and be proud of as a Republican. 
Okay, uh, he's basically right. The one thing that he's wrong about is Lincoln repeatedly, repeatedly in his campaign, and very much in the first inaugural, said he would do nothing to interfere with slavery where it already existed. What the Republican Party was committed to was stopping the spread of slavery. And then Lincoln would always add, by stopping the spread of slavery into the unsettled territories that weren't yet parts of the Union, by stopping the growth of slavery, that would put it, as this was Lincoln's phrase, on the course of ultimate extinction. And uh, again... It, it is something that uh, is fascinating to look at here. But the, the question is, really, why would a plant or someone like that even come up with this? And it may be because uh, one of the things that Nikki Haley handled extraordinarily well when she was governor of South Carolina was they had that horrible shooting in Charleston in uh, during a Bible class at a black church, historic black church, where Dylan Roof killed nine people. And she responded to that horror by finally leading the state to take away the Confederate flag that had been flying uh, at uh, not over the entire Capitol, but at one corner of the Capitol site in Columbia, South Carolina. And... Uh, uh, she did that. She got credit for it. But it turns out that she had not been in favor of removing Confederate flags or that particular Confederate flag when she was running for governor the first time in 2010. And uh, there's a Republican strategist named Rena Shah who appeared on CNN. And uh, he spoke about why it was that uh, now she spoke pardon me about why it was that Nikki Haley uh, handled this question so clumsily and so disastrously for her campaign see this is what's complicated about Nikki Haley she takes three steps forward and she'll take five back and this is exactly why her candidacy suffers in moments just like in the fourth debate it seemed like she hadn't brought the real version of who she was what we saw in her answer her inability to come out with the word slavery right away on its face answer the question boldly showed that she does the exact playbook that I have seen non-courageous Republican candidates take. They continue to say, well, I don't have to answer the question. What do you think is the answer? Mm -hmm. This is something I always advised against because it does come back to bite you. When you've shown a version of yourself that's authentic and courageous and then you go another way, this is what's complicating, again, about Nikki Haley. We have to look at her for who she is. She's somebody that's caught up and, and serving as her own worst enemy right now. She's caught up in what she thinks she ought to be on most days to a Republican electorate. And then she knows she has a moment to set this legacy forward, just like she did in the aftermath of the church shooting in South Carolina and talking about taking down that flag. She is a complicated candidate. She will continue to have missteps like this. And this is what worries me. You can't go mano a mano with Donald Trump when you complicate yourself like this over and over again. Okay, because Donald Trump doesn't make mistakes like that. He just uh, has been defending again today uh, his statement about how uh, 
illegal immigrants are poisoning our blood. What, what exactly did he mean by that? We'll give you Mr. Trump's answer in uh, a while. Uh, so much of what Nikki Haley has done has been to handle matters very deftly. For instance, uh, she told reporters this month in New Hampshire, anti-Trumpers don't think I hate Trump enough, she said. And uh, and then she said, pro-Trumpers don't think I love him enough. And that's exactly the middle line she is trying to walk. But how did that relate to the way she reacted back in 2015 at the time of that Charleston shooting when she did lead the way in taking down the Confederate battle flag? Uh, we will get to that and more. And Chris Christie's response coming up on the Medved Show. Michael Medved. Nine forty one eighty five. Medved. What? Your cultural crusader. Like, what the hell? What is this? This is the Michael Medved Show. And on the Michael Medved Show, one of the wonderful things about living in this era is that uh, there's tape. Uh, things are recorded. Uh, you can actually hear the famous things that uh, that people said. I, I wish we had a tape of the Alexander H. Stevens uh, cornerstone speech, which, by the way, in its entirety... The transcript of that speech is posted up uh, at our website at michaelmedved.com, where you can also find out about, um, well, about everything concerning this show, but you can find out about our America, uh, Medved History Store and some of the relevant uh, history programs that uh, you can get by signing up with a uh, Medhead membership. But that's a different story. The story right now about feeling grateful for the existence of tape is a very different Nikki Haley took the stage as Governor Haley when she was governor of South Carolina in 2015. And you may remember what a horrible shock that was. And in the church basement, the pastor of the uh, oldest black church in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and therefore one of the oldest existing black congregations anywhere in the country, a uh, congregation that that existed or originally during slavery, when there were few people who were liberated enough to be able to attend that church. In any event, uh, they had a Bible class that was taught by the pastor who was also a state senator in South Carolina. And uh, Dylan Roof, this... Uh, neo-confederate uh, came in he sat in he listened to some of the bible class he was welcomed he was the only white person in the room and then he took out his weapon and he killed nine people and it, it was a shocking moment in the country the president of the united states at the time named barack obama came down there to charleston to uh, try to uh, speak about this horror that uh Again, it was a dark, dark day for the country. He sang Amazing Grace. And the governor of the state, 
who, in response to this attempt to bring people together in the face of this misery and suffering, uh, Governor Haley uh, led the way in taking down the Confederate flag from the state capitol. And here is part of what she said. Listen. And the events of this past week call upon us to look at this in a different way. Fifteen years ago, after much contentious debate, South Carolina came together in a bipartisan way to move the flag from atop the Capitol Dome. Today, we are here in a moment of unity in our state, without ill will, to say it's time to move the flag from the Capitol grounds. It was time. And uh, 150 years after the end of the Civil War, the time has come. There will be some in our state who see this as a sad moment. I respect that. But know this for good and for bad, whether it is on the State House grounds or in a museum, the flag will always be a part of the soil of South Carolina. But this is a moment in which we could say that that flag while an integral part of our past, does not represent the future of our great state. Okay, that's about as, uh, with the kind of clarity that she could use on the campaign trail. Um, there's uh, a, a commentary at National Review by uh, Jeffrey uh, Bihar, and uh, Jeffrey writes the... Um, he, the former governor of South Carolina was asked what caused the Civil War. And he writes, it's a gimme question for all but the most craven, one where the trap is obvious. The answer is slavery. Don't pretend it was anything other than slavery, for all else truly was mere pretext. And, of course, Haley completely and embarrassingly whiffed on it. You can watch the clip here if you enjoy cringe humor. I instead uh, listened to the former governor of the state to secede from the nation. I instead listened to the former governor of this first state to secede from the nation and fire upon the union. Talk about, quote, the freedoms of what people could and couldn't do. And uh, that doesn't live up to it. It'll say he writes that it'll all be disingenuous nonsense, obviously not worth taking even the slightest bit seriously. The most predictable and insulting outcome of Haley's kerfuffle will be accusations that she is a racist. That's entirely predictable because this is the route that media attacks always take. But in this case, it's particularly inapt as a club against the woman who took the Confederate flag off her own state's Capitol building years ago. More than that, she is the first non-white governor of South Carolina. And uh, she writes in her book, her memoir, about how she, uh, her mother wanted her to enter a beauty contest uh, for Miss wherever it was they were growing up in South Carolina. 
and they had two contests, one for black women and one for white women. She was ineligible for either one because her parents are immigrants from India. In any event, uh, Nikki Haley wears the look witheringly poorly. Few politicians look good when caught nakedly pandering in public, but Nikki Haley wears the uh, look witheringly poorly. It knocks out one of the key underlying struts currently upholding her fragile public brand. That's why this little gaffe, however minor, memorably reveals something about Haley. We rarely get such accidental insight into how little politicians think of their own voters. What uh, this writer in National Review is saying is that the reason you can see her hesitating to say slavery, hesitating to do that, and his assumption is that she's worried about winning the South Carolina primary, which comes right after New Hampshire, and that if she had said slavery as directly as she should have, that it would have alienated uh, some uh, voters that she otherwise could have gotten. And I do think that is underestimating the voters in South Carolina. Meanwhile, Chris Christie responded uh, not to Nikki Haley, but to calls for him to drop out of the race. He put a new ad up there in New Hampshire. Uh, listen, this is clip 15. Some people say I should drop out of this race. Really? I'm the only one saying Donald Trump is a liar. He pits Americans against each other. His Christmas message to anyone who disagrees with him? Rotten hell. He caused a riot on Capitol Hill. He'll burn America to the ground to help himself. Every Republican leader says that in private. I'm the only one saying it in public. What kind of president do we want? A liar or someone who's got the guts to tell the truth? New Hampshire, it's up to you. I'm Chris Christie, and you bet I approve this message. Uh... Is it possible Chris Christie, who is running third in New Hampshire right now, could pick up some of the votes that are uh, going to Nikki Haley at the moment? It's 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 very tough to see any way that this works out right now uh, without helping Donald Trump. Now, of course, it's three weeks, three full weeks before we have that New Hampshire primary. So things could happen. Trump could say something uh, or do something or there could be some of the development with his many, many prosecutions. But right now, uh, people are looking at this race as a foregone conclusion. Uh, unless there is some kind of truly epical development involving the president who is already campaigning uh, for re-election and the former president who was already campaigning for a return. Now, what about the alternatives? There's a piece, and it's a fascinating analysis by NBC, about the multitude of independent candidates who are uh, literally going to play some role in this campaign. Not that they are likely to win, but potentially Joe Manchin, definitely Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Definitely Cornell West, definitely Jill Stein. Uh, what do all of these additional candidates mean? And what about new candidates in the field? Uh, we'll talk about that and changes to come in American politics in the year ahead for this greatest nation on God's green earth.